Welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. I'm your co-host, Kieran Lefebvre, joined by... Adam Jards. Just watch Kieran do the intro and almost forget to unmute the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Here we are. <laughs> Episode number 19. Crank and thorn, bro. Come on down. Episode 19. <laughs> Did you used to watch The Price is Right? Oh, yeah. It was like daytime so, yeah. TV. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember for me. Was it daytime TV? I don't know. But I remember when I was a kid... And I would have a day off from school because you were sick or whatever. And the internet didn't exist. So you only got to watch what was on TV. Mm, showing your age here. And it was garbage. Wait, did you watch the original Prices Right or the one with the, <laughs> with the like the, the, the newer one? With, oh, I forget his name, but he's the same guy off uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, oh Drew Carey. Drew Carey. How did yeah, that play on that? funny. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the Drew Carey version or the original version? Because oh, I, I only remember. saw the Drew Carey version. I can't version. remember. Eh? Actually, I don't, I don't even know. Wow. I can't remember. But now if I – well, I mean, I haven't watched an episode of that show in decades. But if I ever see it online or something, it's a terrible show. It's yeah. like the, the, <laughs> the, although the, I had, it's reminded me, I did see once um, someone who scammed them. It was like one of those – very clickbaity YouTube videos, like top 10 lists or whatever. It was like the top 10 people who had been caught cheating on game shows or oh, something. Right. And there was someone who managed, I can't remember how, but uh, you know, someone managed to cheat on, on the price is right. Someone managed to, to cheat on who wants to be a millionaire. I think we've spoken about this before. Did we? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they like uh, in in the millionaire one, they did coughing cues and yeah, they yeah, had someone yeah. from the audience yeah. and other game shows where people have cheated men like, Massive money. Actually, I wonder how much money they get. Like if you won Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and you with walk tax. away with a million dollars, yeah, how much of that do you actually get to keep? Yeah, I don't know. And I think it's similar with, um, you know, like America's Got Talent and all those mm. and X Factor and all those they sort of shows. Lot. Yeah, there's heaps of people who um, have gone on to say that or even like previous winners who have gone on to say that it was actually not worth it. You know, because after I think Kelly Clarkson, right, was the first chick who won the first America's Got Talent, and um, yeah, but now she's like uber famous, right? I don't know if she's uber famous. I don't know. Like, <coughs> when's the last time you heard Kelly Clarkson on the radio? Well, I'm just saying, like, she would have. She's more famous now than she would have been. Yeah, well, so it's I mean, like a launching pad more than like the value. I, I guess, but you know, they they retain heaps of control and the money and mm. everything, so you kind of not really actually getting to do your music or whatever yeah. your talent is. Anyway, this anyway. is Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Hang on a minute. Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> What's on the cards today? So episode number 19, we're talking about how to avoid burning out. Burning out, bro. Jiu-Jitsu is a long process. I'm already burnt out of this You're conversation. burnt out of this, yeah, this, this <laughs> conversation three minutes and 20 seconds in, you're, you're done. No, yeah, Super for sure. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for sure it, it happens a lot, right? Um, I, I don't know if you've – you would have experienced dips of, of motivation and drive in previous like uh, competitive bodybuilding that you did for sure. I don't know if you've experienced it yet in jujitsu, like having – if you take away the lockdown from what, like nine months mm. of training or something, it's quite a short period of time. So you probably wouldn't have experienced it considering how much you froth on jujitsu. Yeah, no, not yet. Um, but for sure, I, I, I 
we, we've never had this conversation before, but I would bet my life on it that there were times that you were lacking motivation to go work out and whatnot when you were body, competitively bodybuilding, right? There would have been yeah. days where it would have been hard to be, you know. It, it comes and it goes. Like I think the difference between the two is when you're when, – well, when I was doing like my amateur bodybuilding stint – there was this like sinking feeling in the back of my mind. If I didn't go train, like I'm going to step on stage in, you know, X amount of weeks or X amount of months or whatever, I'm going to look like shit and I'm going to embarrass myself. And They're all going there to was, laugh at me. Yeah, exactly. So there was like this, this almost, I don't know how to explain it, but it was it, the, the fear of embarrassment outweighed the lack of motivation. It's just this time. cloud of shame hanging over yeah, you. Yeah, legit. <laughs> not, not super healthy, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit... Uh, yeah, interesting. I, I think one of the things that people, why they lose motivation or why they get burnt out in jiu-jitsu, that, I mean, there's obviously multiple reasons, but one of the first ones is that the fact that it's such a, you know, it's so cliche to say, but a lifelong journey, mm. you know, uh, you never stop learning, blah, 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 all that stuff. So it can be, you know, easy to burn out when it's something that is so long-term and after your initial sort of progression, because when you – any new sport activity skill that you try to acquire, when your starting point is zero, yeah, you're like, you know, day one you've instantly progressed, you know, tenfold, right? So after that initial jump in progression, the progression of jiu-jitsu, you know, that, that line starts to flatten out. You know, so people can easily start getting burnt out with these sometimes what feels like years without getting better. But I've mentioned this before. You've got to remember that the people that you're, you're, you're training with are also getting better. Yeah. You know, but unless you compete all the time, which, you know, we've done previous episodes where I've mentioned the importance of competition. However, unless you compete, your only – reference point of your improvement is really your training partners that you train with on the regular, but they're getting better too. So you're just constantly, even if you know that and tell yourself that it doesn't kind of change the feeling of not feeling like you're getting better. Yeah. I've had that feeling very temporarily, but it was, it required someone, I think yourself and and Joey at Brown Belt to be like, dude, you've been training for like two weeks shut up like <laughs> pretty much like basically saying in the in the lifespan of a, a white belt's journey because i've been training for like 10 months or so at that point um you know you were saying things along the lines of two weeks of, without progression is it seems like a long time but dude pull your head in basically which makes sense like fuck man i, I was being a sook but yeah no i haven't i haven't really experienced that you know burnout period because yeah i feel like i'm still in the beginner beginner gains phase and like you were saying i think we could liken it to just fitness and bodybuilding for just a moment when someone starts just anyone that starts training in general right you start going to the gym you start lifting weights you're going to experience a lot of what we call beginner gains so you, you you know you put on muscle very quickly you get stronger very very quickly as your body rapidly adapts to the the demands that you're putting on it However, the, this period, depending on the individual and the genetics, can last like six months, 12 months. But after that, it's very much a, a very slow slog that requires consistent effort uh, both in and out of the gym. And you're going to get very minor incremental gains over a very, very long period. So 
it's it's very similar in a sense that jujitsu is the same. However, because I'm still a white belt, I'm still learning rapidly. I'm, in my opinion, very much in the beginner gains phase. I haven't reached that slump of, oh, I'm not getting better. Yeah. Because I am. Yeah. I think I think for me, once, you know, I I felt like I was in beginner gains for a long time. You know, the whole white belt period was was beginner gains. Mm. And then even once I had my blue belt and I moved to Brazil, I was training so much. It was such a huge amount of information always. So I kind of didn't get burnt out because I was constantly getting fed new information that kept me interested and engaged. It wasn't until, uh, you know, probably wasn't until towards the end of my blue belt and my purple belt where I had my first period of really kind of feeling frustrated with with the sport because it, right. I stopped. It, it wasn't every day I was seeing something new anymore. You know, I had multiple injuries and the the grind just started getting really difficult for me. But there's a few things that I personally do that I use or things that I kind of remind myself or change the way I think about it to, to not get burnt out, right? The first is perhaps you unique to – not unique to me, but it's going to depend on the individual – which is just understanding why you're doing the sport in the first place. You know, everyone does jujitsu for different reasons. So if you're doing it just as a hobby, right, for whatever or for the, the, the social aspect and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you get burnt out, just take a little bit of time off, take a week or two off or something and go back to it, right? If it is, if that's what jujitsu is to you, yeah. right? If you're, for my case, it was something that I chose to do. Like even when I was a blue belt and I moved to Brazil, I moved to Brazil because I had decided that I was going to pursue jiu-jitsu, right? Always with the intention of opening a gym and, you know, initially had, you know, the big goals to to win worlds and stuff, you know, didn't happen. But, uh, but you know, I had the, the goal that jiu-jitsu was my – was going to be my career, so for me, I could I knew the reason I was doing what I was doing. So that helped avoid any burnout feelings. You know, like if I felt burnout, like I could easily remind myself, man, like your why? You, yeah, this yeah. this is what you know. How are you gonna if you quit now? How are you gonna go home and open a gym? Like quitting for me felt no different to someone dropping out. You know, halfway through uni. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't then take half a degree and mm. do something with it. You know, like so. I think the why is important because then, like I said, if you are just doing it, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are just doing it as a hobby, man, like, yeah, just take a little bit of time off. It's not that big of a deal, right? However, if it's, if it's something like in my case, yeah, the why, but something that's really important and you've probably heard this before, Kieran, or, or most people who actively compete in a sport have probably heard this and – uh it's the kind of – it's the word motivation, right? And motivation is not the correct word when you think about uh, training. People go, oh, I'm just not motivated. Like, well, who gives a shit, bro? Like motivation, like, yeah, motivation is something you can get from watching an inspiring YouTube video or your favorite song coming on mm. or whatever. Motivation comes and goes. You know, it's easy to do stuff when you're motivated. It's not about motivation. You don't need to be motivated – 
you need to be disciplined, mm. right? And if you're, and for sure, you you with uh, something like bodybuilding that, like you said, once you're in it and you're past your beginner gains phase, I've never done active, you know, weightlifting. Right? I mean, like I've lifted weights, but I've never uh, lifted weights as a sport, <clears throat> right? Like, uh, like whether it's powerlifting or bodybuilding or anything like that. But I do know exactly like you said, once you're past beginner gains, it is such a small amount of incremental uh, gains over such a long period of time, right? And so I reckon any bodybuilder or powerlifter or whatever or strong man who told you that every single day they were motivated, that'd be so full of shit, right? Yeah. They're, they're incredibly disciplined, right? And I think any professional athlete is, right? Any professional athlete, like, yeah, they're motivated as well because they love what they do and whatever, but it's discipline, right? You have to be disciplined. And, you know, like, so when you're, ha- when you're feeling burnt out, oh, man, oh, like, it doesn't matter that you're not motivated. Get some, have a cup of discipline, bro, and turn yeah. up to the gym. Yeah, a cup of cement, lighten up. <laughs> so motivation to me is, is like, you know, an emotional state, right? It's an emotion that you, that you experience. It's kind of like happiness or whatever. Motivation to me is like emotion. Yeah. And one saying that I really, really like is that emotion follows action, not the other way around. Meaning once you start something, then you feel motivated around it. Then you feel good about it. Then you're, you're keen to continue. However, if you're waiting for an emotion to dictate your decisions in life or your actions, I should say, in life, and you're going to be waiting a while. Yeah. And you're relying on something that you have limited control over or maybe fleeting or it's just a very backward way to look at something like a jiu-jitsu. I know we're talking like, you know, to some people out there, jiu-jitsu is a hobby and they're like, what, what, what are these guys smoking? Like, why are they taking it so seriously? <laughs> but, I mean, you can apply this to anything though. Yeah, yeah, 100%, right? Um, but So show up to the gym and then you'll feel motivated to train. Yeah. Like yeah. I know I, I know a lot, of, um, a lot of people that train that sometimes they don't want to be there at the, at the beginning. Like they're like, fuck, I just couldn't be bothered today. Fuck jiu-jitsu, rah, rah. And they say it sort of ironically, but, you know, there's truth behind it. A couple yeah, of purple belts yeah, at yeah. our gym, um, <laughs> not naming any names. But then once they start training, they train like animals and they yeah. fucking love it. And after it, they're sitting there in a steaming pile, you know, steaming pile of exhaustion. And they're like, this was fucking amazing. This is what it, I needed. It, ha- it happened to me this week, right? I, uh, I had a Zoom class because we're still locked down here in Sydney at a Zoom class that I just wasn't really motivated to do. I just wasn't really feeling it. I was like, oh man, I so couldn't be bothered. Uh, but I did it. And then it was like after the Zoom class, I was like, man, that was so good. I can't wait to do another one. Yeah. Like I was then after the fact motivated to do another one. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because emotion follows action, not the other yeah. way around. Whereas you sound it, like Jed Goggins right here. Like this is- Who? Jed, Jed Goggins. Like oh, what? David Goggins. Sorry, oh, Jed. Jed Goggins is someone else. I don't David, know. David yeah, has not helped David. me understand who we're talking about. You, you haven't heard of David Goggins? No, it sounds like a made-up name. Da- David Goggins. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. You remember when I didn't know who that Olympian is? What was her name? <laughs> Simone, Simone Biles. Biles. Okay. If you if you're a new listener, like rewind ages ago. I didn't know who some Simone Biles chick is. And now you don't know who <laughs> David know. Goggins is. What is wrong with you? Who is Dave? <clears throat> 
No, never heard of him. You never heard of David Goggins. Please Google David Goggins right now. David Goggins is an ex-Navy SEAL. How, is, how would I, how no, would no, no, I know just, that? Just, just bear with it. He's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's an author. He's an athlete. He holds the world record for the most pull-ups in the 24-hour period. He runs like ultra marathons. Ultra marathons he's yeah. a, you know endurance athlete, a motivational speaker. He's an inspiration to millions. And you've never heard of David Goggins, our Lord and Savior. Wow. Wow, bro. No, I've never heard well, we'll of have him. To, we'll have to get him on the podcast. So he- Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he's super reachable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's um, he, he's great. And his he, memoir, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah, the, his book, Can't Hurt Me, is, um, it's, it's a good read for, for those out there that haven't heard of David Goggins. Please get Dude, onto it. People who are listening to a podcast, they can't read. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was so confused when I was like, do not compute. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't even know why I brought him up. Oh, yeah, we sound like him. We sound like super motivational. Like, right, right. Yeah, he's very- Tony much, Robbins. I know who Tony Robbins is. Yeah, but like, He was like the first sort of yeah, motivational speaker, right? He, he was one of the first like gurus of the self-help movement. Not the first, but he was one of the first. Uh, but David Goggins is very much like, don't let your inner bitch control oh, you. Is he? Yeah, he's yeah, like, right. He's always like swearing and yelling at the the camera. Every, every motivational- video that he has on Instagram is him running next to a car and like his wife is in the car like filming him and he's just like talking like, you know, I didn't feel like running today, but I fucking ran because I'm not a little bitch. <laughs> I told my you know, bitch to shut up and all this sort it of shit. It sounds like and, an Old Spice commercial. Yeah, well, a little bit, but like <laughs> probably less PC, but watch watch his stuff. And like, as you were saying things like, oh, you watch a motivational video and then you f- like feel keen, but he, he's a, he's a very good analogy for that because sometimes, you know, he says openly that he will stare at his running shoes for like 45 minutes. He'll just look at him for 45 minutes and don't, not move, like trying to conquer his inner bitch to go for that, you know, three hour run that he, that he's got planned or whatever, or even do whatever workout that he, he, he has planned to do. And, you know, it's, it's the whole like motivation follows action. Yeah. Like how it, much time's this dude got? 45 well, minutes to stare at shoes. Yeah. Well, he's 24 hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I feel like every episode I mention Arnold Schwarzenegger. But <laughs> he, he says, in, crush. he says in one of his speeches, he's like, uh, he's like, Oh, you got 24 hours in the day. He's like, so, uh, you know, you sleep for six hours. So you mm. got 18 left. He's like, now I see some of you out there being like, well, whoa, 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 hang on. I sleep eight or nine hours. And he goes, well, then I just suggest you sleep faster. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's one thing, like we're getting a little bit off topic, but I suppose it's related to motivation and discipline. But I'm not a fan of the whole like sleep less movement. You know, like there's there's some videos out there, like famous people saying successful people only sleep six hours a night. I think that's bullshit. I think that you you could get more out of your time and be way more productive if you did sleep for eight hours. Yeah. So you could well, use the remaining hours to, you know, do better. I think you could argue it's a semi um I mean not I don't know if controversial is the right word, but there's definite there's there's studies that suggest multiple different things. I mm. mean, I'm not a of course I'm not a neuroscientist, but I do really yeah, I, I know, right? <laughs> Despite the way I talk. Uh I do know that um the scientific area of sleep is the the knowledge that we have is incredibly mm. limited. Not for lack of trying. Mm. It's just still something that, that scientists don't know as much they don't about know everything. Yeah. No. They don't know as no. much about sleep as they would like to. There's a book um, there's a book by a guy called I I believe it's Matthew Walker. 
and it's it's called Why We Sleep. And I learned a lot from that book. Apparently not everything in there is like he does bend some studies a little bit, just, you know, cause he's, he's, he's selling an idea at the end of the day. But the premise of the book is how important sleep is. And it's a anti less sleep is good movement. Right. And he's fighting back against the whole, yeah, that whole uh, situation where people say, you know, sleep six hours a day and then work the rest. But like the argument is if you were to sleep eight hours a day or even nine hours a day, your remaining 16 or 15 hours in that day, productive. way more productive. Well, so you can produce a better product than someone that sleeps for six, even though they have more time. It's almost like how um, a lot of these uh, like European countries now are implementing like four day work weeks and, you know, wow. Sign me up. Have, you, have, you, have you not heard this? Haven't uh, you heard this? There's like, um, I think I think maybe the first place to trial it. I could be wrong here, but I think it was like Stockholm or something, and they oh, yeah. they did something where it was only four day work weeks, and you only worked like five hours a day instead of eight or ten or twelve hours okay. a day, with the same logic that to be more productive. Yeah, that people would be more productive. And some countries, I don't know. Have, Swedish people are pretty lazy. <laughs> don't worry, your girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, exactly. Yeah, my girlfriend is Swedish. For those that don't know, so I've, I've been to Stockholm um, in like 2018, I think. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you were like, why isn't anyone at work? Yeah, what the fuck? It's, <laughs> it's dark, it's cold, it's fucking wet. This is shit. Uh, Stockholm is awesome. I love it. Sick. Um, All Viking shit everywhere. But yeah, so sleeping faster, as Arnie would say. I don't know. I like to nap. I think naps are great. Naps are good. Um, I think I can't really get around them too much lately because I, I oversleep. Like, you know, I can't have a 20-minute nap. When I go down for a nap, I wake up three hours later like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a nap at that point. It's a sleep. Yeah. You know. It was a while ago we had something booked and like, and I think we had a Zoom call or something booked. We we had a- um, An Instagram live or something booked. Yeah. And and then I was like, we doing this? And like an hour later, you're like, shit, sorry, bro. (laughs) Took (laughs) a nap. (laughs) Yeah, that was when I was experimenting with uh, daily, daily naps. But I've cut that away. So I just focus on, you know, getting my- Eight hours sleep. Eight hours. Not that I do every time, but fuck. Anyway, this anyway. is a sleep podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, motivation so continue. motivation versus discipline. But I think one thing that that people forget a lot about, you know, when they're, again, we're ignoring beginner gains. So now you've been training for whatever it is, one, two, three, five, 20 years, right? And you're, and you're, you're feeling burnt out. Again, always remind yourself of the why. So the the why and the motivation versus discipline, I think tie in really crucially when it's something like preparing for a competition, right? So that's another common period that people get super burnt out because if you're preparing for a big competition, let's say you're preparing for Worlds or ADCC trials or something like that, you've probably started your training camp or your uh hardcore for lack of a better word your hardcore preparation you know four or six or eight weeks in advance and then you're probably dieting potentially cutting weight right super easy to get burnt out i mean you then have to remind yourself of the why and the discipline right to not burn out during an intensive fight camp right but past that moving on from motivation versus discipline and the why is I try to remind my well, I never need to remind myself because it's sort of just natural for me, but I remind my students that most of us do jujitsu because it's fun mm. and we have fun doing it, right? So uh, 
you know, not every day in the gym, again, we're ignoring preparing for a competition, right? If you're someone like myself, like yourself, who trains pretty much every day, right, as in five, six days a week, Mm. you're there so often, not every day or every class or session needs to be a competition class. Like, and we do jujitsu because it's fun, right? So what do I mean by fun? For me, I, you know, fun can be trying new techniques, right? Uh, In a role and not caring if I get passed or swept or submitted, right? Or, you know, so I kind of almost think about it like uh, like video games or video game characters. You know, if I'm playing a, a video game, let's say whatever, like a, a classic video game like Street Fighter or something, I'm not the person who picks that one character and plays that one character forever, you know. Like it's fun doing different characters and I'll like play this one for a bit and play that one for a bit and I kind of like do the same with jiu-jitsu, right? And uh, anyone who's trained with me for long enough – would know that, you know, I'll go through a period of time where I'm only doing this one thing because I'm having fun doing it, right? But then I change what I'm doing because I want to do whatever's fun for me at that point in time in my roles. Of course, if I'm preparing for a competition, that's different. I'm working on my specific game plan to compete. But outside of that, man, jujitsu is fun. So I do the things that are fun, right? Uh, Recently, I you know, what was I doing a little while back? I feel so long ago since I trained. We've been locked down in Sydney for... I don't uh, even want to know, yeah. like I three mean, months or yeah. something. Yeah, I mean, anyone from Melbourne listening is like, <laughs> 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 babies, <Yeah. laughs> little, little bitch, well, get that jam. David Goggins <laughs> dude back on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was doing I was doing bolos. Okay, bolos aren't a new technique, mm. but they're not a technique that is implemented in my competition game that's not my a game i've Mm. never done a bearing bowler in competition because it's not what i do but i was having heaps of fun playing with them in in my roles right and i didn't care if me playing around with a bearing bowler resulted in a white belt passing my guard i don't care man like i'm there having fun so i think it's important to remind yourself if you're feeling burnt out, like you do jujitsu because it's fun i always compare it to other sports that um are more seen as something that people do because they're fun opposed to, uh, you know, just exercising like surfing or rock climbing or snowboarding. You know, you do those because they're fun and they also happen to be a type of exercise. You know, so when my friends who don't train train or don't even work out at all are always like, man, how do you stay in shape, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I actually don't really like exercising that much or working out that much. You know, if you were to – asked me to go do CrossFit. Like I'm not really into that sort of stuff. I just like jujitsu because it's fun and it happens to be a type of exercise. Mm. So, you know, I think it's really important to remember that you do jujitsu because you have fun doing it. Yeah, 100%. And I will say, uh, just linking this back to the exercise piece, like I genuinely have fun lifting weights and whenever I go through right, a, a lot period, of people do, right? Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. I fucking love it. And when I do go through a period of like, you know, forcing myself to go, I'm lacking in that uh, motivation, not necessarily discipline because I'm still rocking up, but maybe I'm not putting in as much effort in, then I'll change my program. I'll, I'll work on a new goal. I'll say, okay, now I'm focusing on mobility or I want to learn how to swing around some kettlebells or I want to learn a bit of powerlifting. So it's the same a concept. similar thing, right? Same yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah, with jujitsu, And you can apply this to so many different things that are 
a never-ending pursuit. Yeah. You yeah. just choose something else to focus on. You you move the goalposts. You set yourself mini goals. Yeah. Like you say, okay, so this month or even this week, I want to work on Baron Bolas or I want to work, I want to learn stack passing. I want to get stack passing to a point where I can stack pass people that are at my, you know, jiu-jitsu equivalent level. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I could not agree, could not agree more. One of the other things that 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 makes, you know, that makes a big difference as well is, you know, if you're really feeling burnt out, sometimes you need to ask some bigger questions as well. Yeah, like, 100%. like um, you know, what's what's the vibe of the gym that you train at? Like maybe you're feeling burnt out because, you know, maybe, I don't know, whatever. Like I'm not saying you you started in a bad gym and you've always been in a bad gym or whatever, but like maybe the gym you're currently at because you've moved around or you're overseas or something, right? Mm. But maybe maybe you're feeling burnt out because the, the gym that you're in is not uh, – the atmosphere of the gym you're not enjoying. You don't enjoy the training partners that you're with. Uh, the coach isn't invested in you personally and you're – progression right so that can that can easily make you feel burnt out uh i i was recently on uh, the the jungle brothers podcast which i've been on a few times and talking with joey who's hosts the jungle brothers podcast and he's and he's one of my students we briefly spoke well we were essentially talking about what it's like having jujitsu taken away from us at the moment with with lockdown and and not being able to train and all that and we got on to joey talking about when he started training with me and the gym he was previously at you know he didn't feel like anyone was was really involved in his progression as a student no one you know he didn't have anyone really caring about him right so i'm i don't want to be dissing on that gym but i'm just saying that's definitely a reason to feel burnt out unmotivated and then not have any discipline to turn up right like he felt like you know he wasn't invested he's anymore. a byproduct of his environment i suppose yeah right so you know that's something else you've got to look at right uh is is your is your coach invested in you as a student yeah do you enjoy the vibe do, do you enjoy the students you're with uh your training partners because that makes a difference as well mm -hmm. right uh if you're, especially if you're a social person and you've become friends, like, you know, good friends with your training partners, that makes it much easier to yeah. train as well. Cause it's almost like it's a- you're Hanging out with your friends, it's yeah, social. Exactly, right? I mean, and and for me, that's pretty much my only social interaction is, hang, is yeah, like- no one would hang out with you normally. That, exactly, yeah. right? Like, you know, yeah. I have to, it's actually funny. The reason, the way I get so many students is I pay them a membership fee just to, just, what to, the fuck, man? <laughs> just to come hang out. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I, I think if, if I was to, you know, put on my, Hey, I'm going to be uh, David Goggins again, motivational speaker here. I would look internally. I would look at your why I would look to make the sport fun again. You know, in your words, like choose a different path to go down as in like, Hey, maybe I'm a I'm I mostly play top pressure. Let's let's improve my guard now. Let's only play guard for X amount of time. Do do those things. 
And then if you've ticked all of those boxes and you're still feeling like something's not right, it's not for you, but you still want to pursue jujitsu, then look at your environment. Look at yeah. look at what's around you. I'd definitely look internally first uh, and then look externally. Just try not to get philosophical here, but I think if if you look around to other people, you may be projecting your own yeah, issues 100%, onto them first. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's why... Uh, you know, we we had mentioned at the start. Mm. You know, yeah, exactly the the, the why and yeah. you know discipline, motivation, and all those things, and you know, making sure that you're as an individual making it fun, and then and then exactly like you said, after that you can look and go, well, is it is it the 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 environment that I'm in? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> is my coach good for me? Yeah, yeah. It's always someone else's fault. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that. Don't be a dick. Yeah, but um, man, like again, I've just you know another thought popped into my head. I know I already said it, but I do. Man, I'm just thinking back to another sort of phase I was going through. For me, it is so similar to to. It's a similar feeling I get from. God, I had video games again. You know, I, I grew up in that sort of generation where I had a, a Sega Master System and then I had a PlayStation and a Did Nintendo. Did you have a Nintendo 64? I didn't have a Nintendo wow. 64. I had a Sacrilege. Super Nintendo. Whoa, 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 calm down. I had a Super Nintendo. 64 shits on Super Nintendo. Of course it does. It's a newer console. No, but all I mean is like, <laughs> in well, I would say that a, a Nintendo 64 shits on a PS2. Like in terms of game gaming lineage is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like now that, it, that period yeah, was, yeah. Nowadays was vastly superior. But uh, yeah, I guess, look, my parents weren't balling, bro. I had to like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so I would, uh, you know, play games with my siblings and my friends. And again, you know, for a lot of listeners, they're like, what? There was a world without the internet, mm. right? Um, but, you know, for me, rolling and, and, and with my friends training partners it's kind of like playing video games like if 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 you and i were playing whatever let's say mario kart right and you and you beat me in a race like that little bit of me is going to be like let's go again right it's like this fun sort of uh competition right or you know if you if we're playing street fighter or something and you you knock my character out you know instantly right at the start you know you're going to be like ha take that you know and i get that same sort of you know smile and that that sort of real like up of endorphins from from training and i went through a period where i had um developed you know or i was working on this a variation to a straight footlock you know just changing some very minor details to change the way it worked and then i was just going through this period of time of having so much fun because i was just like footlocking everyone everyone (laughs) in the gym and like you know and people started to get desperate and scrambling not to let me grab their ankles to the point where you know people were almost just preferring to I don't know, lie flat on their back and give me side control or something because they didn't want me anywhere near holding onto their feet. And I was having so much fun because I would roll with people and I would tap them in a footlock in like 10 seconds. I'd be like, ah, you know. That's like- one of the worst <laughs> ways to get tapped is like that and wrist locks. That, just that and wrist locks. Yeah. But just thinking back on it, you know, I had so much fun that like period of time, you know. And even the fun aside, I then walk away with now – you know, if I take it back to a more serious point of my jiu-jitsu as someone who's chosen jiu-jitsu as my career, I, I had this, you know, 
four-week period or whatever it was, four, six-week period of, of developing a technique and I, I really enjoyed the strategy and the, the problem-solving of jiu-jitsu. So I had that this period of time of problem solving, developing, and then so many like literally fun laugh out loud moments where I was like footlocking people and students, you know, or training partners who thought they were safe and then I could still get it and yeah. whatever. And, you know, I've now had this really fun period of time and I walk away from that or I move on from that with a far superior footlock than I had previously. You know, one that now I feel super comfortable that I could implement in competition or or attempted in competition, you know. So I've now actually legitimately improved my jiu-jitsu and I had heaps of fun doing it, right? And so uh, that's, that's just kind of gone back to when I, I always try to make it fun, you know, and whether that is playing around with bearing bolos or footlocks yeah. or whatever. And sometimes the thing you play around with doesn't turn out to be that fun. The same way you play a different video game and, you know, it turns out that... Might be shit. Yeah, you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, I'm not really into this game and you yeah. try a different one. So, you know, that for, for me, that kind of happened with bolos, you yeah. know. Every now and again, I'll pick them up again, but, you know, it didn't turn into something like the footlock did for me where it became something yeah. where I was really, like, having so much fun doing it. I think that could be a common pitfall for just about any sport, any game or anything that you want to pursue like semi-seriously, or if you get to a point where you are pursuing it seriously, like take a, I don't know, taking a leaf out of your book for an analogy, uh, like professional chess players, for example. Like when when you see the best chess players in the world, when are they ever having fun? They look bored, like they look too serious and they're not, they're stressed, but chess is a game. Where's yeah. the fun in it, yeah. you know? And I think that there's a couple of um, super GMs that talk about that and say, you know, you need to have fun at the end of the day. And yeah. that is when you do your best because if you're having fun, you're relaxed, you're you're willing to try new things and then you're going to perform better and it's going to be more fun. Yeah, like I would I would assume they do things to make it fun. Like the, um, what's his, is it Carlson Mags? Magnus Carlson. Mag Magnus yeah. Carlson, right? Who, I don't know if he's still considered the yes, best he in is, the world. He, he is, is ranked right? number one in the, in the world in yeah. classic and blitz. So he, Showing you know, my chess nerd. Yeah. <laughs> chess is a game I wish I was really good at. Me too. But, uh, <laughs> I'm terrible. I, I am not. And whenever it randomly comes up in conversation, I, you know, people be like, oh, man, I know how to play. We should have a game yeah, on time. Yeah, yeah. And I love then, chess. And then I get like three moves in and I'm like, check, mate, how did that happen? <laughs> like I'm really yeah, bad. You're, you're the type of guy that would get scholared, mate. I'm really bad at chess. I, You know, I'm, I, I just don't think I have the patience for it. I it's, actually can't play chess anymore. I'm too addicted. I, I Oh, really? Oh, I can't play I can, this is getting off topic, but I can't play games anymore. Like video games in general. Cause I was, I was like you, as we spoke about before, I grew up on video games, massive video game nerd, but I can't play them because I get so addicted so quickly in chess. Yeah, right. I can play like, it, I was trying to explain it to my friend Zach and he's like, well, what do you mean? He didn't get it because he was thinking chess is in like classical chess where it's like two hours long where I could say, Oh, I could play chess for like four hours straight and not realize, but he's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, it's a fucking slow game. But you, if you play things like Blitz Chess where it's three minutes, as everyone gets like three minutes on the clock online, you can just smash out like, you know, 10 games down and then that's that's an hour. And then you just keep playing and playing and playing and playing. And that that is that is what it's like for me. I Aren't cannot. you in a whole lot of debt now from Candy Crush and microtransactions? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just cannot play like really stimulating video games yeah. like that. I just get too sucked in and I, I – yeah – 
I'm, I've got a very addicted. Although you did say to me off air that you're taking a week off for when Battlefield, the new. <laughs> Why <laughs> would you out me like that? <laughs> the new game comes out. Yeah, when, when Battlefield uh, 2042 comes out, um, I was joking around saying that I'm going to take a week off work. To, yeah, joking, joking, around. joking around in air quotes to play Battlefield. We should clip this and then use it as a Battlefield advertisement. And see if we can get some clout for yeah, Battlefield. I don't know if we want to. Wait, no, does Battlefield have anything to do with Activision and Blizzard? Because if, if no, so, no, we I, don't I want don't, anything. No, I think, I think <laughs> anything off the top to of my head, I think Activision owns Call of Duty, but not Battlefield. Right, They're like okay. opposing. I, I don't so, even know who owns Battlefield. Right. For anyone listening who's thinking what the hell we're talking about, Activision Blizzard is a gaming company that's currently going through massive lawsuits. Yeah, you don't want anything yeah. to do with them right now. Sex scandals <laughs> and like, yeah, all sorts of crazy shit. But going back to, to chess... Yeah, I would assume that going they, back to chess or jujitsu. No, no, chess <laughs> first, right? Chess, we got to walk this back slowly. Um, well, I mean, they in Brazil, jujitsu's called yeah, the physical chess, game of yeah. chess, right? But I would assume, yeah, professional GMs or even amateur mm. chess players, right? Like you don't have to be a professional in whatever sport you do to need to make it fun. Mm. I would assume they do things like, um, you know, whatever. There's I, there would have to be chess websites or whatever where you can modify the rules and stuff to make oh, it yeah, you know yeah, yeah, to yeah. make it like novice and yep. and There's, novel and fun and yeah, whatever like you can play blind chess like um fog of war chess i think they call it where like you know heart you can't see you only see your opponent's moves as they make it you can't see any pieces only your own so it's kind of like playing blind chess right but you're right. both you're both sort of blind um you can play like um i don't know knights versus bishops all sorts of crazy yeah. game modes or you could even implement some of your strategies that you were talking about for jiu-jitsu and and just start working on a different opening or whatever. yeah it's the same because yeah, you've got same. different yeah obviously different you've got different yeah. like sequences and openings and yeah, different, different like lines yeah different ways that you can perform a, a, a checkmate or whatever on, on yeah <laughs> I know that's obviously the wrong way you, you do that different but, you ways know. you can move the horsey piece yeah and, <laughs> yeah and yeah the, the zigzaggy one and, yeah. <laughs> the uppy downy one but you know like there's yeah like if you if if you were sitting here and playing a gm now yeah i get smoked uh, yeah that that <laughs> that gm could go okay i'm going to make sure i'm i want to get checkmate with his king in that oh, on yeah, that square yeah, they can they you can know pull like checkmate yeah, yeah 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 i get what um, you're saying yeah you know yeah, it's and, the same as you when we roll you're going to be like i'm going to smit you with an armbar and then right, you, you, you know do it. and yeah. yeah um so yeah making it fun is, is super important. Mm. But yeah, unfortunately chess. Maybe one day, Kieran, you can you can show me some chess. But I'm honestly I'm, I'm not that good. <laughs> dude, I've played chess with a lot of people who have said they're not good. Yeah. It, like they've kind of gone, Oh, I know how the piece pieces move. And I'm like, cool, let's have a game. Yeah. And I just like get destroyed. I'm so bad, bro. What it's kind of like when I ever if I ever play poker with my friends, which I don't, right? Mm. But you know, they'll They'll be like, yeah, let's have a poker night or whatever. I, honestly, I get three hands in, and regardless of what I've got, I'm just like, whatever, all in. Oh, okay. And that's then if why, I and then if and then if <laughs> and, and then if I win, you know, I'm going all in next hand. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm over this you already. You just seem impatient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, <laughs> just I not did. Your game. My my brother's into chess, and I've played him, you know, quite a few times, and I it smokes you. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad. I I wish I wish I was better, but I'm also. I, d I guess I don't wish enough to yeah, invest any to say, time <laughs> to get better. better, but I don't want to do anything to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's hard, but it's <laughs> it's the same with jujitsu. I wish I was better, but I couldn't. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> love jujitsu. Yeah. But um, yeah. If, if I think I guess if anything is fun, 
right? It's way easier to do. Oh, 100%. Jiu-jitsu's heaps but of if fun. If you don't man. find jiu-jitsu fun, why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, I mean, no, just legitimately. Leave. No, but legitimately, <laughs> like say say if you're even if you have gotten to blue belt and you're going through the blue belt blues and you've gone and you've found your why, you know, you you've done the whole motivation versus discipline, you're consistently going and even after the classes if you're like, "No, nah, this is like I'm not having fun." Why are you there? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good point to make. Like I've I've known people who have stopped training because they they've literally just gotten to a point where they've said, I don't enjoy it anymore. And if that's the case, I mean, I guess that's different to burning out, mm. right? That's a whole different thing. That's like, well, you've... It's, it's like a realisation. Yeah. I mean, and that can happen with anything, right? Mm. Like it can happen with whatever activity mm. or... I mean, people can be in the one career for a decade and get to a point where they're like, man, I, I don't enjoy what I do anymore. Yeah. And they change careers or... Straight up. You know, so, I mean, if that's a different thing right how do you avoid falling out of love with jiu-jitsu that sounds well should you, you know? should you be avoiding it like i'm not saying and again I'm, I'm i think i'm talking to the like minority here particularly if you're listening to a podcast called beyond jiu-jitsu it's safe to say that you're very interested and invested in jiu-jitsu however if you're in a position that you know maybe you've been training for a couple of years and you've had this nagging feeling that it's not for you it may be that you know, you don't want to be that person that is seen to quit or, or whatever, but perhaps you should. I'm not saying that you should or like uh, this This is like predicated. <laughs> I'm just imagining like this, a, I'm just imagining just quit, this. Just quit, <laughs> this, just like, this like analytics of yeah. this episode <laughs> where everyone stopped listening. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> literally at the 44 minute and 50 second mark. It's like, nah, fuck this guy. This guy's an idiot. But what I'm trying to say is basically after you've gone through the exercises, you've determined your why, you know, you've, you've watched some um, David Goggins. You've you've looked at you've looked at uh, discipline versus motivation. You've looked at the people around you, your environment. You've you've experimented with different um, you know sequences in jiu-jitsu. You're working on different things like blah blah blah. You're competing, and then if you reached all of that point and you still don't like it, then you probably don't fucking like it, bro. Yeah. But I yeah. dare say that is that is the minority. If someone actually used to love jiu-jitsu say when they were white belt or a, a you know junior blue belt and then all of a sudden they've reached a point where they don't think they love it you should just go through these steps yeah and then you will probably fucking love it again like i i highly doubt that you know the issue is jiu-jitsu the issue is you bro yeah. the issue is fucking you <laughs> sort your life out you've pretty much described my exact relationship with blue cheese <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Blue cheese. I've got one of my best friends loves it. My wife loves it. And I just keep being like, okay, I'll try it. You know, and you like I've it. gotten to a point where I'm like, nah, man, like I've, tried I've tried like every different type yeah. of blue tree cheese in every different mm. combination. It's just not for me, bro. That's for me, <laughs> for talking food for a moment. For me, that's donuts. Really? I fucking don't like donuts. Really? I straight up don't like donuts. That is like bizarre. I've tried again. I've tried all types of donuts. Because it's I've deep fried cake, bro. Bro, it's so not. I've tried like <laughs> I've tried you know the glazed donuts, the field, the jam ones, the crispy creams. Like people, people when they find out that that I don't like donuts, they would mention crispy. They go, oh, but, but you haven't tried crispy creams, right? yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. I've tried every fucking crispy cream there is. Like I've I've tried I've tried to love it so many times because I know people rave about donuts, and every time I mention it in public, it's people think it's sacrilege right it's one of those things you don't want to tell people <laughs> and um and another thing for me is tomato sauce 
just fucking no. I've tried it so many what? times. They are two very it's, mainstream yes. things yeah, not, to, not to enjoy. Like at least blue cheese, you can be donuts. like, oh, yeah, like it's a f- really strong flavor, strong yeah. – like it kind of makes sense that some people don't like it, yeah. you know. But, it's, oh, man, why? what don't you like about donuts? Like they have I'm, a weird t- like aftertaste uh, for me. Or not even an aftertaste. They have a weird taste. Like there's something in, in donuts that like I, I – they it all tastes the same. And I can't quite describe it. And I've tried to describe it to people before and they don't really know what I'm talking about. But to me, it, they have a very weird taste to them. Is it to the point where like you just don't like them or where you like they're gross? Like the taste is disgusting. Like, oh I, my God. I can't This whole time it. Kieran's been like having donuts from a place that fries the donuts in the same oil no, as I've, they deep dude, fry the fish. Dude, you I've know? tried it <laughs> There's so many weird. different donuts. Like I've tried it for years, ever since I was a kid. I've tried to like them and I've tried it again as an adult. I've like, yeah, the same with you and blue oh, cheese, man. Wow. And I just cannot, I can't, I cannot. And tomato sauce is a whole nother thing. That's bro, pretty un-Australian. Cannot, oh, don't even start me, bro. We'll just have a roll on the table right yeah. now. But I just cannot, no, donuts definitely no. And so what, tomato what, do sauce, you put, what do you put on a meat pie? I don't put sauce on a meat pie. This is bro. I do not. I fucking got, love meat this pies. This has gotten awkward, bro. No, I do not <laughs> like tomato sauce. It is gross. It has this really weird sweet. It's like having eating sugar with your food. It is. It has a lot of sugar, dude. In it. It's yeah. literally to me. It tastes like I like tomatoes. Don't get me wrong. I love tomatoes. I love tomato paste, but tomato sauce is just sugar, and it tastes like shit. It like why would you put sugar on a food? If I gave you a meat pie and a fucking bucket of sugar, would you want to? Dump sugar on your pie. You know I would. Do you think? Do you think it? Um, do you think it? It's more to do with the fact that you, like, uh, we've mentioned lots of times that you're a nutritionist, but not only you. No, uh, uh, this is since I was a kid. No, no. Oh, right. Okay. Like you've, because I was going to say, is it both of them since like yeah, the little right. kid? Yeah. Because yeah. I was thinking maybe it was more the fact because that I know you, what's in the food. Well, yeah, and you don't really eat a lot of sugar, like because mm. not, you're not a nutritionist who's some fat dude who tells people what to eat <laughs> and not follow it. Like you follow, you know, a specific nutrition plan and everything in your life. Mm. So, because I know whenever I. Uh, cut out sugar altogether due to weight cutting or yeah. whatever, whatever the reason. Then after X period of time, and I then have some sugar. You're like, oh my god, that's so sweet. Yes, you know. Yes. I remember I went like I don't really drink soft drink anyway, but one yeah. time I went, uh, you know, a year or whatever it was. I had no soft drink. It was when I was younger. I was early twenties, and you know, the I cut out all alcohol besides like. Um, clear alcohol so like the only alcohol i would drink was vodka sodas so you know whereas typically prior to that i would drink rum and coke and whatever right and then i remember after a year or 18 months or whatever it was and i had a rum and coke i was like i couldn't believe how sweet it was you know i was like shocked i was like oh my god did you know that technically rum has less calories than vodka no i didn't know that technicality for you but the reason people, Ma, bring the rum <laughs> the people the reason people go with uh vodka sodas is because soda water is you know just carbonated water it doesn't have opposed any, to coke or something yeah, yeah it doesn't have any sugar it doesn't have any like uh you know artificial flavorings or anything like that well depending on the soda but, but like in general whereas like a you know a coke and, a, and coke Do, also has caffeine as well don't they say that um 
you know, the, the darker spirits have more sugar or is that a myth? I believe it's a myth. Now, someone's probably going to write in and, and correct me here, but I was reading, this was a couple of years ago, I was reading a, a few um, articles that were linked with studies that were talking about the, the lowest calorie alcohol. They always resurface around like holiday times, mm. like any time around Christmas, all those fitness bloggers or, you know, whoever will always release articles about how to survive the Christmas period. Yeah. Alcohol is a hot topic on there. And I remember reading a couple of years ago that rum is the lowest uh, caloric but do you think alcohol. But do you think they're talking about white rum? Well, shit, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, okay. You've, you've just thrown a spanner into my, uh, into my worldview. But if you're curious out there on how to calorie count alcohol, it's one gram of alcohol equals seven calories. Yeah, right. Yeah. One gram of alcohol. Yeah, that doesn't account for whatever else is in the beverage though, right? Oh, of course, that's purely yeah. alcohol. Yeah. So if you had a shot of, um, say, vodka and it had 70 grams of alcohol in it yeah. then that's seven seven forty nine yeah four so four four hundred ninety 90, yeah. calories yeah right which if, yeah that's a lot 70 grams is a lot of alcohol but you, you're more likely to have about 10 grams of alcohol in right. in like a shot and that's seven seventy calories right right should we have some shots now bro i haven't i haven't actually <laughs> drank any alcohol in about two years yeah, I haven't had any alcohol in. And I don't mean like I've, I've had months? like one or two drinks. I can tell you the last time I had an alcoholic drink. When was it? It was at a wedding. Did you get naked on the table, and <laughs> that's why you haven't had anything? No, since? no, no. I on that night I had like three drinks. It was um, I was a best man at a wedding, and I had like three drinks. And you and got loose. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and that was that's the last time I had alcohol, and that was in twenty eighteen. There would have to be quite twenty nineteen. There'd have to be quite a lot of drinking that goes on in the Navy, right? Oh yeah. We've so derailed from the, the topic, but I've, um, I was I was looking at our I was looking at our our, our episode notes and yeah, I was like, like mm. <laughs> calorie um, counting, getting yeah, drunk yeah, yeah. in the Navy. Oh man, the the alcohol culture in the Navy is bad. And I think it's because particularly when you're on a seagoing ship yeah, um, and that. it pulls into a foreign port the crew gets let loose and they go wild. Like yeah, they, they go fucking wild. Um, and it's no secret, like the stereo, and it's because that they work so hard at sea, you're, particularly if you're watch keeping, you're fatigued. You're very- what, What's watch keeping? Watch keeping is like keeping night watches. Like, so you're, say for example- um, Like essentially on night shift. Yeah, 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 sort of. But you're like four hours on, eight hours off, like around the clock. So four on eight off, or the worst one in I've never experienced. How do you get into a like into a rhythm? Four hours on, eight it's, hours it's, off. It's tough. And the, the worst one, which I have been in, in my opinion, is, is called fives and sevens, where you're on for five hours, then you're off for seven, then you're on for seven hours, off for five, and that's like on repeat. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, it's it's fucked. So, um, not to derail this too much, but the in my opinion, the worst night keeping watches when you're what's called one in three. So you're one watch keeper out of three of you. So it's three of you ro you're on rotating watches. And the worst watch combo is called um, guts. In in my opinion, it's the worst. It's from midnight to four in the morning. And then you, you, you're you off for eight hours. And depending on your ship, some ships make you get up at like, you know, eight, eight in the morning. So you, you come off at four, you sleep for four hours, you wake up, you do pretty much a full working day and then you're on for the afternoon watch which is 12 to 4 so it's 12 to 4 12 to 4 
Like oh, so you still do your regular day shift a as well? A lot of the time, yeah. So there used to be a culture, it was around when I first joined the Navy, but it's sort of like leaving that uh, officers don't sleep during the day. So if you are if you have a night watch where you are on for the guts watch, as it's called, or um, the official name for it's middle, middle watch, but it's referred to as guts. And again, that's from midnight to four in the morning. You, you get relieved at four in the morning, you go to sleep, and then when wakey wakey is piped, which basically it's like a, a alarm clock alarm clock for the entire ship, you get up, and that's around eight o'clock. So if or seven, if it was think, depending on the ship, if it was me, and then I'm on that shift, yes, and the and the ship pulls into a foreign port, and oh, people go worst. haywire, I would just stay on the ship and sleep. You would think that, <laughs> but the, the thing. Let, let me let me again. Like we're we're wrapping this up anyway. So um um. Let me, let me paint the picture for you. If you are on the guts watch and you're coming into a foreign port, most of the time we come into the foreign ports very early in the morning. So like before sunrise, a lot of the time, like because the approach takes like- So uh, long. Man, you I, usually it takes so to, long to explain, but yeah. It, it, yeah, you approach, have to have a pilot come on. No, no, no. Like, and, oh, it depends. You, we, do, we do bring on pilots, but the, the ship is piloted by the navigator. So when I was, um, when I was navigating, because I was a navigator, when I was- uh, uh, minor war vessel navigator. I was navigating uh, HMAS Childers when we did an operation called Operation Augury, which was an anti-ISIS thing up in uh, the Philippines. When we came into a foreign port, Cebu, I was we brought on a pilot, but I was I was actually physically um, driving the ship, mm. like had a helm helmsman, but I, w- I was driving the ship. So Navy vessels are exempt from piloting laws. I didn't know that. Yeah, so. Uh, we should have covered this in your episode. We, about we your didn't really talk too much about it, but just just as a quick aside for those that are interested, um, when a Navy ship is in an Australian port, they don't even bring on a pilot. We don't even bring one on. Yeah. Only The only exception is in Townsville for an LHD because it's an incredibly difficult pilotage, right. which a pilotage is basically piloting a, a ship into a harbour. So think Sydney Harbour. When you see the big cruise ships mm. come on, mm. they have they a, have a pilot. they have a pilot. Yeah. And funnily enough, some of the uh, one of the uh, Sydney pilots is an ex Navy navigator. Yeah, right. And it they get paid like four hundred grand a year, and they work. Do for they six really? Months. Yeah, they get paid a lot of money. So my previous boss, so what? He got poached. Well, not poached, but he got offered a job to be a pilot in Newcastle, so- and he's on like way more money and working way less. So we it's lucrative. When when we did the episode talking about a bit about your background, I asked, you know, why didn't you potentially go into um into oh, like very different from um from merchant navy. Very different. So a pilot is But, but is that not something you could have potentially gone it in is, that, that it is, direction? But let me just again expand on that. These these people are the best of the best. Like my boss, my previous boss was one of if not the best navigator I have ever met. He is incredible. Like I don't want to, you know, boost him up too much. He's, you know, is he sorry, he's very, he, very he's good. still in the Navy or he's a pilot now? Um what oh, what month is it? No, I think he's getting out this month. And, he, and he, is he going on to be He's a, going on to be a pilot in Newcastle. So he's gonna be on like ridiculous money. He'll get to live up in Newcastle where his family is. Um was it Newcastle or Brisbane? No, sorry. I think it's Brisbane. It's Brisbane. Right. Sorry, I'm, I'm I misremembered. It is Brisbane. Um, and the one of the pilots um, in Sydney, which is the highest paid pilots, they work they work uh, like a roster, like four on four off or something like that, or five yeah. on five off, and they get paid yeah about four hundred k. Good money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the general point I was trying to make is when a when 
when you come when in a navy ship when you're on guts and you pull into yeah. a foreign port yeah you don't nap what do you do well like for example if i was on if i was on the guts watch as maybe not a navigator because i write the watch bill so i wouldn't put myself on that if i was piloting in it's a bit silly yeah um, i'd put myself on morning so i'd get up at, and take over at four so i'm preparing for it uh but say for example i was an officer of the watch which this happened to me many times uh, maybe you know we're coming into hawaii or something like that i'm on guts so i i get up at four um and i have a four hour watch i'm pretty much awake because by the time my watch ends the pilotage is about to begin in like two hours so yeah. i could either go sleep for two hours and then get up or an hour and get up and help because it's like a, a whole bridge team evolution all the officers of the watch right. are, are there the navigators there the captain's there the exos there all the command team is there because it's a big thing like it's one of the most not the most dangerous things we do but it's it's you know all hands on deck yeah. quite literally yeah. and uh yeah and then you've pulled into a foreign port there's heaps of shit to do maybe i'm officer of the day maybe i have to yeah. do all these admin um you know this this whole ship evolution. Yeah, like it's we not, take yeah. out the garbage. It's not like, like it's not like a hundred percent of the the staff abandon the ship and go no, off and no, party no, on like the island or whatever. As soon yeah. as you pull in, it's the most busy time for a ship because you, you know everyone's running around doing something, right? Because it's it's a it's a big evolution to you know logistics to re restore the ship, get all the the trash yeah. off, yeah. like you know do all this liaison with with you, you, like where are we? What are we doing? So if it's like a foreign port, like flag waving as we call them, visit. Like say in you know somewhere like um, uh, the Philippines, a good example, or I don't know Pacific Island, like Fiji or something like that. We got a full schedule of shit we're doing, and guess what? As particularly as a junior officer, you're fucking you're you're gonna be there. You're gonna you're be doing stuff. It. Oh yeah. So you this episode we can call how to avoid burning out and why you shouldn't join the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was like a 15-minute riff on the Navy at the end. But, uh, anyway. But, uh, I mean, before we got onto the Navy, we, you know, we did kind of, you kind of summarised everything we went over, mm. but just to, to recap it again, um, you know, uh, asking yourself why, why? you're Start training, why. you know, why. Start with why, yeah. You know, think about, understand the difference between motivation and discipline, mm -hmm. you know, uh, make it fun. You know, so we're all ask. you know, look at, like you said, looking internally, make mm -hmm. it fun, kind of like a video game, you know, enjoy, you got to remind yourself that you do it because it's fun and, you know, do the different techniques yeah, and change and, it up. Yeah. And whatever you find enjoyable after that, if you're still having issues, you might want to look externally, you yeah. know, is it a, do you not enjoy the people you train with? Do you not like your coach? Does maybe you like your coach, but he doesn't really seem invested in you, yeah. you know, and, uh, and start looking at, and it, yeah, if you've done all of that and, you know, jiu-jitsu is still not for you, then consider joining the Navy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Don't join the Navy. <laughs> Kieran, wrap it up. Let's make our intro short this time. The outro short. The outro, yeah, sorry, yeah, the our, outro short. Our they our usually take about 20 long. minutes. Yeah, yeah, we just spent a minute talking about the outro, so this <laughs> one is even longer. So, uh, well, thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, next episode, we actually have our uh, second Q&A, yep. Ask a Black Belt yep. segment. Returning so segment. Yep. I'm really excited about uh, episode number 20. So get around it. Stay tuned for the next episode. But if you want to support the show, you can find us on Instagram at beyondjujitsu underscore podcast. And if you want to submit a question to the show to be featured on the next Q&A episode, there is now a on our link tree, you can find a form to submit your question to the show and we'll read your question on air and answer it. It can be about jujitsu, about nutrition or 
some questions that you'll see. Uh, not so about not, those things. Not jiu-jitsu related. But th- those will be interesting. And yeah. if you want to support the show further, uh, you can find us on Patreon. A link to that is on our Instagram or you can simply search Beyond Jiu-Jitsu Podcast on Patreon. Every little bit helps. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank you. Thank you.